Welcome to our Advent prayer journey. The word Advent comes from a Latin word which was originally translated from a Greek word, parousia, which referred to the coming of Christ in the flesh, as well as his second coming. Advent has been a part of the church calendar since the early days of the church, and it's a tool that helps us prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. As we enter prayer now, take a moment to pause, take a breath, and refocus your scattered thoughts on the presence of God. And as you breathe, remember that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not some impersonal life force or power, but a companion for life who walks with you every day. Rather than praying what you think that you should pray about, pray from an honest place. Pray as if your best friend were sitting right next to you with a listening ear. Today, pray the prayer of Psalm chapter 128, verses 1 through 4. It says this, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. Let me repeat that. Blessed are all who walk in the fear of the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. What a promise. Rules sound restrictive to so many. When we were young, we saw rules as restraints that were holding us back from the good life. I heard someone say that often people can think about Christianity like the above ground pool at their cousin's house. <laughs> restrictive and confining. But if you take the walls away, you're left with a muddy mess. And we've all seen this to be true. Jesus even speaks of this kind of life with the prodigal son. He runs away and says, I, want, I don't want to live in my father's house anymore. But he found himself in his own mess as he pursued what he thought was the good life. And that turned out to be a muddy mess. Philosophy professor and Christian James K.A. Smith encourages people to think about the guiding principles and instructions of God, not like that small, restrictive, above-ground pool, but more like the tracks of a roller coaster. Those tracks are freedom. Those tracks make the ride so fun. God's instructions lead to blessing and prosperity. Stay within the boundaries that God has provided. Love his law. And like the tracks of a roller coaster, his word will lead you to the good life. Pray this prayer. Lord, today, help me see your word and your instructions as the true path to freedom. Today, I want to live a life of obedience, a life free from sin.
Today, we turn our hearts to a familiar passage from the Christmas story. That's right. We made it to the actual New Testament Christmas story. Good job, guys. We went through all the prophecies, and now we're here. So this is Luke chapter 2, verses 26 to 38. Here's what it says. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are, are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him a throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I hear the hesitation in Mary as the angel approached her with this assignment to mother the son of God. It says that she was greatly troubled. And to be honest with you, I think that if an angel showed up at my door, I'd be a little troubled too. But the angel makes it clear that she had found favor in the sight of God. God thought highly of her. And it's also pretty clear that the same was true for Joseph, as the Bible describes Joseph as a righteous man. God doesn't need to use perfect people. However, he entrusts his greatest tasks with those who can be trusted with that task. I mean, think about the tough situation that this must have been for Joseph. His fiance was pregnant now, and he wasn't the cause of it. So Joseph was faced with a really tough life decision. And this could have gone very wrong, but God trusted Joseph to make the right decision. God trusts his greatest plans with trustworthy people. You have been given your own tasks from the Lord. It's clearly not to carry the Messiah in your womb, but there are other assignments that God has asked you to take on. I'm gonna ask a hard question, and this isn't to shame anybody, but maybe to lovingly bring you back into alignment with the will of God. And it's this question, how trustworthy is your character? Pray this prayer. Lord, help me today to live a life worthy of the calling. If I don't have the power to change my character, I would ask that your Holy Spirit would give me the power. As we return again to our passage, listen for the natural inflections that you hear. Are, are there certain words or phrases that jump out to you and what might God be saying to you by highlighting those phrases? 
Again, this is Luke chapter 2, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have her child in old age. And she who was unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So what words are you hearing jump out to you? Let me share with you what sticks out to me. It says this, even Elizabeth, your rel relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was unable to conceive is in her sixth month. And then this phrase really sticks out to me. How will this be, Mary asked, since I am a virgin? There are so many laws of nature that are being broken here. The laws of nature are laws for a reason, because they're predictable, and all of us are subject to them. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to float through the air because the law of gravity will exercise its authority over you and remind you who is in control. But in this passage, we see a holy criminal act. God breaks the laws of nature and shows us who the real authority is. If God wants something to happen and it seems impossible, well, he has the power and the authority to make the impossible possible. And right now, you might be just like Mary and Elizabeth, crying out, how will this be? You are overcome by impossible circumstances. Maybe you've been finding around every corner people telling you it can't be done. Maybe it's a disease that the doctors have told you is incurable. Maybe it's a relationship that's so broken that someone you love um, told you that it's impossible to repair. Or maybe you're even like Elizabeth. The doctors told you that having a baby was impossible. Now, I'm not here to tell you that God will intervene in the way that you want him to intervene. He's a good God who allows people to go through difficult things every day. So I'm not going to overpromise, but what I will tell you is that God also does impossible things every day. Let me share some of my own stories with you. I once prayed for money to support my family for a period of time where I didn't have a job. And that afternoon, I went into the church office and I pulled the check out of the mail for the exact amount that we needed to get through that particular period of time. Nobody knew that we needed that money, but God had prompted somebody to send us that check. And it was so shocking to me that I immediately started sobbing, like just broke down and ugly cried. And uh, when I was in eighth grade, I went to a school uh, where there was a group of kids who prayed for a man. He was our, our principal whose leg was so broken that he couldn't put any pressure on it. And by the end of the prayer, his leg was healed and he was running up and down the stairs. Around the globe, miracles are happening all the time. 
And not like babies are miracles, you know, from above. Not that kind of a miracle. I'm talking like full-on supernatural, break the laws of nature miracles. And Christmas was a miracle. A virgin and a woman beyond her fertile years have given birth to a child. And my favorite part of this verse is it's capped off with this phrase, for no word of God will ever fail. The word of the Lord is more predictable than the laws of nature. The word of the Lord is more authoritative than the laws of nature. If God says that it will happen, it will. He always has the last and final word. So don't give up, friends. Don't quit asking for the Lord to intervene. Pray this prayer with me as we close. Lord, you are the final authority, the Alpha and the Omega. Today, I pray for you to intervene in the situations that are weighing on my heart. Lord, show me a miracle today.